Hello, photography lovers, and welcome to the Fashion Photography Podcast with me, Virginia. Today, we are releasing for you the second part of our interview with Sebastian. And some of the topics today are, for example, how to guide your model, creating a book and all the little difficulties connected to the process because Sebastian is on his way to finish the creation of his very first book. And that's why he has lots of stories about the unexpected turns during this journey. We talk about mentoring and all the benefits that you can get from it. And because mentoring is all about learning and our podcast is all about learning too, maybe you want to subscribe to it if you haven't done it so far, of course. And if you have and you love the show, you can just give us an honest review on Apple Podcasts. Before the start of the actual interview, I want to remind you about our friends from Lucy's Magazine. They're waiting for your next beauty or fashion editorial, and your photo can even become their next cover. And now, it's time for a podcast. What's usually like the process of communicating with your model? What do you usually tell them? Because for many people in the audience, I know that the guiding process is very, very hard. So maybe you can help them a little. Talk to them a lot and go down to earth and laugh. I show them some of my images so they see how do I shoot and how it's going to be. And you really want them on your side. The model is the 80% for me. And I'm super, super, super involved in casting. I don't use many casting directors uh, because I really, really know who I want. And, and that's what motivates me, the, the models. Like I'm here for the models. I'm obsessed with faces. So if you see my work, there is a very consistent casting of face that I like and that I shoot. And I've declined many, many, many good stories and editorials because I didn't like the casting. And by the way, guys, if you're wondering where you can see his work, you can take a look at the little portfolio preview on photographypodcast.net. Because the casting is so important for you and because you've been to Europe and also to the States, I was wondering, do you find any difference between the models in Europe and those in the States? I, I have to say there are not so many American models. I mean, uh, uh, there, there are, but... Yeah, usually the girls are traveling. In general, most of the models are from Europe. That's what I meant. I mean, they are from Europe, but they're traveling to the States. They're based here, yeah. Of course, there are many, many great American models, uh, we have to say. True. You said that big percentage of the time you're shooting with classical camera? I shoot film mostly. That's what I love. Why did you decide to stick to film? My father, of course, shot in film. And the color that I have in the back of my brain from when I remember the photos he took and everything uh, is something there that I like. And the whole process, of course. And even the lenses are different. I don't know. And I also hate sharpness. I love the out of focus and, and the grainy and not perfect seeing every little spot in the skin. Like I, I really don't get that. Everyone reviews cameras or lenses with sharpenings. And that's the opposite of that I want. I can be more far away from the sharpness and digital feeling and focus. And 
Of course, you have to be able to see it, but when I'm shooting, I don't know, watches or jewelry or, or a super technical fabric, of course, uh, I use the most pixels as possible. <laughs> but it's not for me, for my personal work, it's, it's not what I do. It's, it's just a feeling. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. In the end, the best picture wins. If the best picture was taken as a Polaroid with the digital camera, that's the one I'm using. I'm not an orthodox. Every type of camera there that I like and I use for different purposes. And always I start with the digital to break the ice and to see what's going on and to test. And then I change to the real thing. What's the project that you're most proud of? It's a combination of portraits that I've been taking that I'm going to use for a book that I'm working on, which is a lot of outtakes, if you can say, that are the real moment. The moments when the model was not modeling, to say it very simple. Very proud that now I have a big amount of those and, and I'm going to put them together in a book. When will be able to see the book? Very soon, because um, it's almost ready now. I will definitely send you a copy when it's ready. Oh my God. And how did you decide to make a book? I was kind of tired of Instagram. Instagram, I think, is very, very important. Love it or hate it, but it gave me so many things. Like what? From clients to editorials to contacts. If you have followers, it's like having a TV channel. You can even shoot for your Instagram. True. Without Instagram, I don't know if, I'm sorry to say this, but I, I don't know if I could have started the same way and at the same speed because clients saw me there. And in one point I started shooting for a client that was very well respected and prestigious and had the right followers. So when they post an image that for a job we did, I got a thousand other followers and people asking and wanting to do the same because I was working for them. They wanted to work with me. And so it was that little door that opened and then Instagram helps to spread it out. But at the same point, I was tired of that and I wanted something that would last. And I remember I said, what if one day there is a huge blackout <laughs> and Everything is deleted and everything is lost and there is no internet. I want something to still be there. So I started making this book and I wanted something to show in meetings with clients that wasn't the iPad or the typical vinyl plastic book with those pages that are so dirty always and you can never get right. And so I went between that and the iPad. The book in the end is the best and, and I love it. But yeah, you, you, you need a reason to make a book. I was after this concept uh, from a long time and I said, okay, I think after all these years that are not so many, but I feel that I want to say something and propose this because I'm tired of the, this other thing that I'm seeing and I want to propose this instead. So that's how I started. But it's funny because the book is not with pictures I made specially for the book. It's a selection of the photos that you have so far? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's moments that are usually at the end of the assignment 
when the model guard is, is down and the, the mask falls off, usually because they're tired, they are real. All those moments that have, that have been keeping for me and the book is with those. I'm glad that I made it. Yeah, I'll definitely send you a copy. Thank you. I'll be waiting for it. <laughs> What's the hardest part about creating a book? To edit yourself and to design yourself. So I'm, I got an editor and a designer in the end. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was my next question. Plus, it's probably not super easy to find a person like that. So it's like getting a babysitter, which is awful. Why would you have a baby if you will not take care of the baby? That was the same with the book. It, it just happened like talking to people here and there. And some of them said, okay, I'll edit for you. I'll do it. Because you know already the, the taste. There is an art director from a magazine. And so they are super good with layout. So you trust them in a way. It's about taste. I'm getting paid for my taste in the end. Because the technical part doesn't matter so much in the end. They're bringing me because how I shoot a woman, how I see the light. And of course, the selection is where the talent is. Because if you let someone else choose the photos from the session, then it's not you anymore. So of course, you can send options, but I think the selection is a very, very, very important thing where you have to say, if you're not sure of which image should you select, so you send 100 images, that means that you don't know what you want to say or what you like. Or maybe you know in the back of your head, this is the image you like. But you said, oh, maybe it's not going to work because they need this and they need that. But then anyway... That's the image I'm going to use for the book or I'm going to use for my website. And what about the rights for your book? What about the models? Do you have signatures from everyone? Tell us about the technical difficulties about making your own book. I have a lawyer who's making release, like a model release. Mm -hmm. And what about the images that you've selected? Do you have some images for clients there? And what about the clients? Do you need their permission? Only when the client, they do a buyout, what is called. So they pay you for the whole session. And so then they own the images and only that. But that's very weird. I just did it once with one client. And of course, they had to pay much more. But you're very clever because you're using the photos that are not published by the client. Some of them were maybe, I'm not sure, or a similar, but I think the rights in the end are mine. Yeah. After six months or something. But good point. I'm going to ask some of them. I think you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should just ask your lawyer. Yeah. He'll probably have the answer for you. Obviously, it's not an easy job to make a book. But before making a book, you actually need the photos. I was wondering, since you're shooting also a lot in the city, and people know that I like to put in a certain situation. So what if tomorrow you have to travel to another city, you have some spare time, and you really want to do a personal photo shoot? You have, let's say, an acquaintance who is a stylist and somebody that you know, it's a makeup artist. What is your plan going to be? I will start with someone who knows someone who lives there. 
Then from there, it will give me more and more uh, contacts of makeup artists or local artists. And I mean, it depends because she's one of the top five fashion cities. That's very easy. But for example, I went to, for the first time, to shoot in Morocco and Marrakesh. And we shot a campaign there for two days for a big retail client. I was amazed by the city and the light and place. So I said, there is no way I'm going to go back without shooting something for me, like an editorial or a personal project. Yeah. I kept the crew there and some of them had to leave. But for example, I kept one of the assistants. I flew another one and then I flew a stylist and I flew a model in and there was no makeup. Because basically the model didn't need anything. It was amazing black skin and very, very short hair. So it was perfect. And we went on a road trip with a minivan, stopping, shooting, keep going, shoot some more. So it was a dream come true. Very organic, very free. But in the end, what I needed was an excuse to fly a model there. So in the end, I needed a magazine. If we be like, oh, I'm just going to shoot portraits, but a model agency will never say yes. Unless you pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never paid a model. Yeah, me neither. But that's because you have the connections with the magazine. I try so many magazines like, hey, I'm in Morocco. I, I'm here. I want to shoot something. I have a, the whole crew. We don't need that much budget. So I contacted all the magazines, like a lot of them. And they were, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, maybe, oh, no, oh, yes, yes, no, no. Like for different reasons, like, oh, no, because this model, oh, no, because the stylist, oh, no, because this, or because of the budget, or or one of them said, oh, no, that's going to be like 12,000 pounds. We don't want to do it. We can't do it. We can't. But then I found a magazine that is just doing the second issue in Scandinavia, Very nice, very minimal. And I remember they were reaching to me and I said, hey, okay, let's do it. I'm here. Um, so that's how I did it in a city with no one, like with, with no local talent. I mean, I'm sure there, <laughs> there is, but I had to fly in from Europe, which is not so expensive. You have to invest if you're going to a city. And I know people that Every time they shoot an editorial, they invest a huge amount of money or they rent everything and they send everything and a lot of gear and trucks and, and all out of their pockets. Because in the end, it's a circle. Like if you do editorial, then you get a client or maybe not, but at least you're happy. <laughs> like me in Morocco, I was very happy and I didn't spend that much money, but it was such a nice investment. and. And we did a short film and everything. And it was three days of shooting. When I was doing that, I said, okay, I need to do this more often. So now I'm planning to do the same in Tokyo. Oh, nice. I love to get lost in a city with a crew. No scouting, no planning, nothing. Just go there and shoot. In Morocco, we, we got into villages. And of course, we had like a local producer guide who was opening every door. And about that project in Morocco, did you approach the magazines before the photo shoot or after that? I know what you mean. I remember when I started, I was submitting 
images like like I shoot a story and then I will send it to a bunch of magazines like thousands of magazines and that's how it started but now that like in to fly this type of model and to work with these agencies you need a letter and you need someone from the magazines a confirmation yeah also for for stylists to pull the clothes so yeah it was before They said yes, of course, and the cover, and they liked the model and everything. So everything was in place. I don't publish in certain publications, and I've declined many of them. But in this case, if you're able to do what you want, and they trust you, and they're grateful because you're in Morocco spending a lot of money for them to make content for them, in the end, it's basically for me because I want to do it. Also, this is not an advice, but if you're starting, you should, because I literally started again in New York. Mm -hmm. I started first in Europe. All that portfolio is gone. Like nothing from there represents me, mainly because of makeup and hair and models. Some of them I kept, but basically because wasn't really what I wanted to say. Of course, I was trying to learn, but If you have a good portfolio and you send to an agency and ask for a model and they like it, they will give you a model that is good and you like. So you can just go with a crew and shoot whatever. If there is no magazine, no problem. There is social media and so many people will see it there. So don't start with the magazine, I would say, like enough of giving them the power of you shooting or not. You can just do it, even if, if there are portraits. When I started the second time here, after a woman from a big, big, big agency for photographers here, I was meeting with and she was mentoring me. And she said that, like, shoot from the heart and just do it. Start going to these locations, to that location or in the studio. But they were, in the end, tests. I mean... It was a gray area because we were using clothes for, from designers. So it was also kind of a collaboration with a designer because it was also content for them. But it's normal because you also needed the contacts. Yeah. And the models were very, very good. I'm going to mention one model. Her name is Cara Taylor. When I shot her, she was, I think, 16 and she came with the mother. Mm -hmm. And I shot her just because the agency first sent it to me. Mm -hmm. And they said, this girl is in town. If you have a project. And I said, uh, no, I don't have a project, but I, I, want, I would love to shoot portraits. And they said, okay. But because they knew my work and they knew that I was already with publications and clients, that's uh, why usually it wouldn't be that easy. And we went, we shoot portraits and because I have my taste for casting and I love that part, I knew she was going to blow. So I said, okay, this is a type of face. And when we were shooting, she told me, yes, in two days I'm shooting Saint Laurent with a huge photographer crew and everything. And, and I said, yeah, I knew it. So that was one of the shoots that helped me launch my career that everyone saw because she became famous. And it was a test, if you want, <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> so tests are very important because you can shoot what you want and you can show what you do and you can do your own style. But I hate the word test. <laughs> I don't know why, why they call test. 
Why are they not called portraits, which is personal? It's a big question. <laughs> but I have to say that in Barcelona, when I started, I was doing paid tests. That's different. Mm -hmm. That's a different thing. I would have been never able to survive without uh, those paid tests. Those were my, my first jobs. I think it was so amazing that you actually get this advice from your mentor. And the mentor topic is something very trendy nowadays, I would say. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what's your opinion on that? Since you have decided for yourself that you need one, what are the best parts about having a mentor and why would you recommend it if you would? Oh, I love, uh, I love the mentoring thing. Um, I'm very humble and eager to learn and to listen. And of course, when it's someone, you know, you, you respect and you trust and someone who's willing to give you the advice, because if one day you said, oh, I'm going to write this photographer, but they will never tell you anything about your work because they're very competitive, you know, it's not the same. But in this moment, this woman, It wasn't like an agreement or something. I, I remember I was here in New York with someone. I met someone else, another agent who worked for this agency because I was trying to get signed, of course, by them. But I was talking to this agent and one day we were having drinks and suddenly this other woman is there and he said, oh yeah, she works with me. She's one of the senior agents. You should show her your work. I said, okay, maybe I could meet her one. And she said, no, show it right now. Like, oh, but she's having dinner. No, 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 don't worry. This is New York, 24-7 business. Like, <laughs> do it right now. Yeah, that's true. So I got introduced and I was, I remember, with my iPad because I was coming from a long day of meetings, which is what you do in this uh, business, like meetings, meetings, meetings. And then I showed her and she made some comments that for me, were very right. And I wasn't able to see or I knew them, but I wasn't sure. And so things that no one ever told me and that were, they were so right. And also she told me the truth and said, okay, yeah, New York's very competitive and you need to do what you really do because otherwise, if you do a little bit of everything, you're just lost. You need to imagine how many portfolios someone like me gets a day yeah they all look good they're, they're all good photography in a way but for me to choose i need to see what's the smell of each one of them or the, the essence or the color or you know in the in the end they see just a color you know like they, they see like zoom out and what is what they're seeing overall and that's what i got in that moment in that bar And she said, yeah, shoot some more and then come again to visit me at the office. And so that's what I did. I think we just did like three more sessions and then I was already on track. So that was the best advice, I would say, because only after that, I just stopped everything that I was doing except the money jobs. And I just started shooting my own stuff and always with model that for me was worth to shoot. And what would be the advice that you would like to give to our audience? I think my full experience is like an advice because it, is. it was like so bumpy and starting, then stop, delete, start again, move here, do that. I, I learned so much and 
I think now I'm still, but I'm much more peaceful. When I look at the photos I did, I select much quicker because I, I know what, what is what I want to say. And, and this could also be an advice. The more references you have, the less you know what to do. If you keep and keep references and you study the references that you're going to do for the session that you have in the next morning, for me personally, confuses me more. I never respected them. And if I respected them too much, then it looks too much like the reference. And (laughs) (laughs) there is so many clients that tell you, yeah, this is for the mood. But then they said, okay, with which one you want to start with. (laughs) So they want to straight, like copy straight. Mm -hmm. And that's so dumb to do because now with social media, for example, you have so many accounts that I laugh about so much that I, I love them to exist. For example, there is one called Great Mind Think Alike. They put a photo and next to the photo, they put the copy of the photo, which is exactly the same. And it's so sad to see really technically amazing photographers, but how it come that you don't have anything to say from your own? It is sad, you know? They said, oh, this is the trend now, so I'm going to do this. You have a hundred photographers looking the same now. And because of that, and some of them are great, but I don't know why copy something exactly. What's the point? You can use it as a starting point. That's my advice to just paint like Jackson Pollock coming from your unconscious. Of course, you need a story and a concept and a palette, but I don't think you you need so many references and so specific, like laughing people, running people, studio, location. You had so many advices for our audience, and I want to say big thank you for being part of our show. It was truly an honor. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was the last part of our interview with Sebastian, but we cannot wait to have him here again. If you have some questions for our future guests, just join our Facebook group called the Fashion Photography Podcast. Very unexpected, right? (laughs) I really hope you loved this episode. And if so, don't forget to share it with all of your fashion or photography friends. And just to make sure that you won't be late for the party, just subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notification every time when we release an episode. Thank you guys again so much for being with me. And I cannot wait to see you on Wednesday. Bye.